welcome to the first episode of Between the Lines. Hello, nice to finally see a face today. Welcome to the open book. You've probably heard I sell the best books in the area, which is why you're here today, I presume. Sitting all day at home, doing college work or whatever you do, can most definitely encourage someone like yourself to go and acquire a book. Oh, uh, your mom told you to come here? <laughs> Well, I am dumbfounded. She even said it's the best store around. Well, if it were up to me, I would take her word for it. But I've taken up enough of your time already. Apologies. You're here for a story. I'm sure you've had a quick scan around to see my books. They are all perfectly laid out, neatly stacked, all in chronological order. So, you couldn't have picked a better shop to come to. Uh, before you go foraging for a book, do you mind if I try something with you? Really? Excellent. You see, I want to start this new idea where, whenever a new customer arrives, I recommend a short story to them. I know people your age, and sometimes older, they have the attention span of a... Um, I won't say. But I got this short story collection in the back that I just set up, and I think if I were to get these books into the hands of people, it would really drive up business. So I thought to myself, why don't I give every new customer the opportunity to read one of these amazing stories. They could start reading it here, in the shop, and be done with it in 10 minutes. <laughs> the best part is, every story has its own style of writing, different characters, different stories, different meanings. Stories that teach the reader something new, like a lesson or a moral, or even show the qualities of a good story. And they can always bring the book back up to me, and we can discuss the story in more detail. I've read them all already. What do you think? <laughs> well, don't knock it until you try it. No is an answer I won't allow from you. Uh, come on, let me go grab one for you. Uh, ah, this will do. I don't know when you'll be back if you ever come back, so I may as well make the first story count. There's some seating in the back, a comfy red couch, so go on, take off that coat there and give the book a read. Um, <laughs> I'm closing up shop in 15 minutes, so I do need you to head out of here by then, unless you want to be stuck in here all night. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it.
I would consider myself a good person. I am not without faults and pitfall, but no one is the perfect person, as flaws are to be human. That might be a quote, but I just find it a necessary truth of life. I have had it rough. I do not pity myself for it or humble myself by the experiences. The world is cruel, and I've learned it the hard way. My favourite person, though, is without a doubt my mother. She was a rock in stormy waters and supported me in all my childish endeavours. Which is normal, because I was a child when I had the whimsy for them. This was my normal for a long time, before the realities of life caught up to my mother. Bills unpaid, debt building from credit cards. When I was old enough to understand, I stopped asking for things, thinking it would make things better. But it never did. My mother did try to make me appreciate her little wisdoms. She would say, Life's simple pleasures is not food in the table. It's not money in the pocket. It's the everyday thing that puts a smile on your face. And that's priceless. But with everything that had happened to me in my life, the hardships, the debt, I could still not smile for her. Recently, I found a person to smile for. They were my everything, because they were a version of me. My daughter, she was the reason for my happiness. I now understood how my mother could continue to go on, despite having absolutely nothing. Her joy was my joy. Discovering new things, questioning everything. Her vitality for life gives reason for mine. Her father was the perfect man. He was everything that I could have asked for. He was no knight in shining armour for those only exist in fairy tales, but he was perfect for me, or at least a version of perfect in that moment. I want to say it was a whirlwind romance, but that's a lie. We were comfortable. No life is perfect, but it felt pretty close. Or at least like the childhood I used to have was now becoming what I wanted for my daughter. He was so nice. We used to go to the zoo each weekend since my daughter loved the seals. She was obsessed with their long whiskers and their long grey bodies as they moved on their little plastic island in the middle of an artificial lake. One weekend though, we couldn't afford to go to the zoo. It was no longer in our budget anymore since the debts in the background started to grow ever higher. So we had to cut back. And the zoo just wasn't affordable at the moment. Instead, my husband took our daughter to the park. I couldn't help but be happy that I had the evening to myself. How nice it was that my husband would let me take an evening off, but he was... He was good like that. I knew I would hear stories of their afternoon for the rest of the week. And I look forward to it from the moment they came home. There's no rest for the wicked, so I did chores around the house when I had the opportunity. I knew my husband would appreciate it. He liked a tidy house. 
it must have been a leftover comfort from his job as a janitor. But he always loved the smell of bleach in the house. And now, I can't stand the smell, but at least it means the house is clean. I continue through the house, finishing hoovering the sitting room, as I think about what my daughter and husband must have been up to since the sun was shining so brightly that day. I went upstairs to do the laundry. I first go into my daughter's room. She had just turned five and she was a big girl now. She finally had her own little wash basket in the room for her to put her clothes in. Oh, I collected her washing of little pink dresses and her small socks and put them into the large basket on my hip. I then continued on to my husband and I's room. I started unloading the clothes into the basket before I changed my mind and just grabbed the whole thing. There was so much that I would just leave the bin back later. I continued down the stairs into the utility room and started separating the clothes into different colours. There was a strong copper smell, but I attributed that to my husband's janitor uniform. He always complained how the metal pipes made his suit smell bad when he had to check the vents and the radiators at the school, so I was used to it by now. The red stains didn't bother me anymore. I know the hooligans at the school always like to put red paint in awkward places, so my husband was forced to clean it up. He always complained about it every couple of weeks, and despite his attempts to get it out, it never would. He said, It was paint for the outside walls. It's more durable than the stuff they use for the inside. It's harder to remove. I know this to be true, since, well, I don't know anything about paint, and why would he lie? He's a nice man. I continue this without thinking much, as it was just a normal Sunday after all, and I was glad for the peace and quiet as I continued my chores. It was sometime after three that I heard the clock time the half past the hour, and I decided I would sit down to watch some TV. After all, it's my free evening, and I've done so many chores. I turned on the news and sit and watch for a while, before I hear my husband enter through the door, followed by the sound of my daughter's footsteps. Good afternoon, this is your breaking news report. My name is Brian McConnell. Here are the latest stories. Another teenager from the local high school has been reported missing by their parents. It has been reported that Darren Connors has not been seen since last Wednesday at 5pm when he was seen exiting the school gates. Eyewitness accounts state that Darren was last seen wearing a grey hoodie and blue jeans and stands at around 5 foot 8 in height. This is the seventh such case of a runaway teen that has been reported in the last several months. Police have not expressed a great concern. It's an awful shame that those teenagers went missing. But troubled teens will always run away from home. They did drugs anyway. At least that's what my husband would say. Those awful kids. Not an ounce of respect on their bones or in their blood. Damn shame they fell into drugs and run away. I knew they were good kids, but... They always seem to prove me wrong in the end. He would grumble. It was an awful problem at his school. 
he's nothing but nice to those kids and they always treat him so poorly. He's a great father, so I don't understand why those teens give him so much trouble. He would always talk to my daughter about how she was such a good girl, that she would never do drugs and never get a boyfriend. She won't, because we're two good parents and we will raise her right. She won't be like one of those runaway teens that my husband talks about often, because we're nice. Nice people. Those are bad kids, probably raised by bad parents, who I know don't care about what they do or who they become. My mother was nice, and look at how I turned out. Nice. Nice enough to be normal, and not cause trouble. I don't want trouble, I don't need trouble, and I don't want to think about trouble. <laughs> I'm troubled enough as it is. <sighs> I need to save up money. My husband plans to move soon with our daughter. All those teenage runaways, it's not a good place to raise our daughter. Hopefully, soon, we'll be able to go and start afresh in a new town with nice people and no more drama. I trust my husband will find a good place. He's very well respected around the town and I know whenever we move, it will be a loss to all of them to see him go. I listen with half an ear to my daughter's explanation of the day and watch my husband sit down and watch the news. He always had the same look on his face when he watched the news about those teens. Lips pursed and a glint in his eyes, another one is pronounced missing. Nothing will ever happen like that to our daughter. I trust him if I ever went to raise her right. I just wish he would be more careful as she got older. A woman can always tell the smell of blood. Finished? Well, what's your verdict? Mm, you're right, it was quite a shock of an ending, wasn't it? Didn't expect the wife to be in on the father's schemes as well. The story was executed quite well, don't you think? I know it had me convinced till the end. What you could take from this story is the idea that some people go to great lengths to protect their family, no matter the cost. I don't have a family myself, but I do understand the parental instinct you can get when being a parent. But I think this couple have brought it to the very extreme. Wouldn't you agree? Well, good. I'm pleased to hear we agree with one another. It's hard to find someone who likes similar books to you, as well as having the same opinion on them as well. We are lucky to have met, if you ask me. I'd love to talk more, but I'm afraid I must close the shop. I have quite a lot of work to do. I hope to see you again soon. If you like this story, come back, and I'll happily recommend another one to you. Uh, or come back whenever you feel like it. <laughs> I'm not your parents. <laughs> well, if you have everything, I'll say goodbye. I hope I've convinced you to visit again. Enjoy your evening.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Between the Lines. This week's short story was written by Alexandra McKenna. Tune in next week for another episode of Between the Lines.